Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Away for another Vaughan boundary. <laughs> well, he's a great fieldsman. Philip Tuffman, he often falls over and he's brought it into his batting as well. Hello everyone and welcome to the Vaughan and Tuffers Cricket Club podcast brought to you by The Telegraph. Michael Vaughan, Phil Tufnell and me, Ben Wright, with you once again as we look ahead to the third test between England and India in Rajkot. But they return to India without two of their main spin options. Jack Leach will miss the remainder of the tour with injury and Rayan Ahmed has become the latest player to run into visa complications. We'll get an update on those later in the podcast. Delighted to say our guest today is the Yorkshire and England spinner Dom Bess. Dom started his first-class career playing alongside Leach in Somerset and was part of the last England side to play away in India. We'll get his thoughts on how England should approach the third test and if he's had any contact with the management team about featuring on this tour. Plus, we'll check in with our man on the ground, Nick Holt, who joins us from the Oval in Rajkot. Right, morning, Mike. Morning, Phil. How are you both? Yeah, I'm all right. All right. It's nice, uh, nice and bright up in Cheshire. So it's uh, a nice day for it. Looking forward to the next Test match. The uh, England players have had a week in Abu Dhabi, getting a bit of sunshine and a bit of golf. No doubt, a bit an R and R, a bit of uh, involvement. Uh, in a bit of socials, which is good for them. Uh, looking forward to the next test. Can't wait for it. And we know that they, they left their cr- their cricket gear in, in India. They didn't even take it to Abu Dhabi. Uh, what do we think of that approach, Phil? Presumably, you're, you're all for it. Absolutely. Um, five test match series in India. Um, it's, it, it, it's a big ask of the players. They're going to be tough cricket, uh, mentally and physically. It's going to be a sort of a series about endurance as well as mental toughness. Um, and so uh, I reckon it's a good idea to go away, have a break, see the families, come back recharged and ready to go again. Why not? I think it's a good idea. So good idea to go to Abu Dhabi, good idea to have a break from cricket. Um, but we do have another visa issue, it seems. Because uh, <laughs> Rayan Ahmed has been denied entry. It seems like he was only on a single entry visa and so it's different to the Bashir situation where then we obviously uh, criticise India for not letting him in but this time it seems like it's the ECB that's well, 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 so can, Ben can I why is it that Rayhan's on a single entrance visa obviously if you know that you're going to India and then yeah. you know you're going to fly to Abu Dhabi so there's your single gone yeah is this somewhere 
somehow in administration at the ECB that it's not been done properly. <laughs> and we, we, it's I mean, easy for it's, us. It feels like it, doesn't it? We yeah. don't know the full details, but if you know that you are going to be entering India multiple twice. times, <laughs> yes, twice, <laughs> uh, then a single entry visa seems like uh, not the way to go. Well, I, like, it, it's easy for us to point the finger at India and, uh, and what's happening over there. I, I think there's someone at the ECB that's not quite got this right. Uh, I don't know who that someone is. Um, the show in Bashir one, that was probably similar. And we pointed the finger at the Indian authorities on that occasion. And, you know, just maybe someone's not quite filled in enough. There's a lot of forms you have to fill in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of detail that you have to go into. And maybe uh, someone at the ECB just hasn't quite gone through the detail as much as uh, they should have done. But at least he's there. At least he's been able to practice. I'm sure they'll get it sorted. And I have no question. I'm sure it'll be available for selection. Yeah, I mean, it is complicated, but Ollie, Ollie Robinson had a problem as well, didn't he? Because it sounds like he filled out a form. I'm, I'm not letting them do my holiday arrangements if I'm going to go on tour. Nah. <laughs> They're not a great advert. If, if the ECB suddenly want to branch out like Cricket Australia and have like uh, their own travel companies, so whenever Australia travel abroad, you have to pay through the uh, the Australian Cricket Board's travel um, kind of segment. I'm not too sure I'm booking my travel through the ECB. <laughs> no, me no. neither. <laughs> Could end up anywhere. No. The airport, probably. <laughs> Home. Yeah. So we've got issues with Ahmed. We know that Jack Leach is um, out for the whole tour now. Poor Jack Leach because uh, of his knee injury. So, But we were talking last week about the, the possibility of England playing two seamers. And it sounds like there's uh, the pitch might be. We'll talk to um um, Nick Holt later, but it sounds like the the pitch might be um, a bit a bit of a green top. Good for the seamers. How do you see the lineup, the bowling lineup uh, for this test, Mike? Well, I, I saw Ben Stokes in um, Radcliffe having a bowl. So is that is that an indication that Ben's going to be the second seamer? If it is, it's a massive plus for England because that yeah. strengthens the batting. Um, do they need three seam options in India? Probably not. So if Ben can bowl you 12 or 15 a day, and again, I don't know the full scale of that injury and how much he can or can't do, but to see him bowling is a great plus for England. And generally with Ben, when you see him bowling, he will end up bowling in the next test match. So, um, look, Jimmy Anderson certainly plays. Uh, if Ben can do a role with the seam, I think they'll go with Ben and Jimmy and, and all the se- and, and all the spinners. Uh, if Ben can't do a role with, with, with obviously the ball in hand, I think they'll have to play an Ollie Robinson because... Radcott generally feel it's flat. A lot of runs yeah. there, a lot of runs. <laughs> and you might need a, a few different variations. Obviously, your spin variations. But I think with the seamers, you can hold an ending, you can bowl dots, you can bowl maidens, you can put fielders in front of the bat. And I think you'll get a little bit of reverse swing. So I do think they need two seam options in Radcott. And, and, and also, I, th- I think that India have just seen the way that England have gone about the the, the way they've played in the last couple of test matches. And I don't think that they'll be that confident as they were at the start of the series about their spin options. So I think that's probably why they might have just thought to themselves, give our seamers a little bit of help, especially if we do lose the toss. Um, I think England will go with the two seamers, even if Ben is fit. I, I think that he's just going to be an option. I think it's a huge risk if it's going to be flat 
and uh, and there is that little bit of grass and that little bit of nibble earlier on, perhaps. I think it's a huge risk then to put all of that sort of pressure and, and, and overs on someone who's completely untrusted. It would be a huge gamble for me. So I think that they're just seeing if he can bowl, see if they can, as Mike was saying, get you know, perhaps seven, eight, ten overs out of him. But I still think they've got to go for a, for a Mark Wood or, or a Nolly Robinson. And I'd be tempted to go for Rolly Robinson. I really would. He's been talking to a, the press a lot this week. So that kind of sometimes suggests that <laughs> yeah. uh, they're there for inclusion. Yeah, that, that's usually a, a sure sign, isn't it? When uh, players are thrown to the media to have a conversation or two. It's a, an early indication. I mean, Ollie Robinson's a skillful bowler, as we saw in the last test with Jimmy Anderson. It wasn't the pace, it was the skill and the, the accuracy of Jimmy that caused so many problems for this Indian batting. Like, I, look, I think the Indian players can obviously play and they're, they're good players, but I just think whenever there's a little bit of lateral movement, I just think they're so vulnerable to snicking off, um, getting LBW. If you can get any kind of shape away from the right-handers, I, I always feel that the slips and the the keeper are in the game. Um, you know, you've got to look at the Indian side. They're, they're lacking a Virat Kohli, KL Rahul, maybe Jadeja, no Shami. You know, you're looking at four, Will Rishab Pant. There's five players there that on a given week, they can win India a test match on their own. They're all that good. So England have got an incredible opportunity this next three or four weeks to um, do something very, very special. Winning in India, I've just been speaking to Adam Gilchrist and they won in 2004. And, and they were he was talking about John Buchanan doing a similar thing to Ben and Baz. He, he sent them away after, I think, the second test match to go and get away from uh, the kind of uh, hotbed of what Indian cricket brings. Uh, and they won that series. So he was saying you know, it, it's probably up there with the most um, uh, kind of satisfying series wins in, in, in all his time. That includes World Cups because winning in India, it just doesn't happen. And England in the next four weeks, they've got a great chance, a great chance of doing something very, very special because they're playing half-decent cricket, they're playing a brand of cricket that's not easy to play against. If they can just tinker that slightly and be a bit smarter with the bat at times and just bat a little bit longer and a, with a bit more consistency, I think they can put this Indian uh, team under a huge amount of pressure because they are lacking a real core of will beaters in their team, the Indian side. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the England seamers. Bumrah arguably being the bowler of the of the of the series so far. Um what does that say about the, the pitches and what being being prepared? Because the the spinners aren't the be all and the end all. Well, no, but I mean it Bumrah the, the way he bowled in that second test match, he almost took the pitch out of play, didn't he? It was the reverse swing. It was the skill. It was the change yeah. of pace, the lengths. Um, you know, he was looking to bowl those full reverse swingers at the England batters. So I don't think it really matters so much for, for Yasbit Boomer and what the pitch is doing. Um, he's, he's such, I mean, I think he's gone to number one in the world now. And, and, and it proved so in that second test match. He was absolutely world class. So I don't think they're worried about the pitch too much. I think they're almost thinking about how they can get some runs. As Mike was saying, they've lost that sort of... It's a, it just feels like a fragile batting lineup. Jaswal, you know, he's only just come on the scene. I know he's in fantastic form and smashing it around at the top of the order. But, I mean, if he, if he gets one early, like any opening batter, he can go. Same with Rohit Sharma. He looks a little bit out of nick, doesn't he? So, um, I, yeah, think that, yeah. I think that India are... 
thinking more along the lines of how can we just get a score and put some pressure on on England more than sort of like worrying about you know taking all the wickets. I think I think it's slightly turned just the way England have played these first test matches and they're just starting to think a little bit out of the box now and that's perhaps why they're just leaving that little bit of grass on it because they're concerned about getting a score. Yeah, I mean, I, I was mentioning, uh, Ben, about England just 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 playing a little bit smarter and I, I've, I've kind of pinpointed Joe Root and I did it in yes. my column last week and I've done it again this week and, and the reason why I think Joe needs to change against spin. Now, I've got a load of stats and geeky numbers um, about Joe Root's play against spin. So, Root against spin, the three years prior to Basball, that was uh, from 2021-22 series in the West Indies right through to the 19th summer. He played 37 tests, scored 1,289 runs off 2,112 balls, 16 dismissals at an average of 80.5, strike rate of 61, and he was dismissed every 132 balls against spin. In the Basball era, he's had 20 test matches. He scored 380 runs off spin, of 467 balls. He's been dismissed 11 times. He averages 34.5. His strike rate has gone up from 61 to 81, but he gets dismissed every 42 balls. So that's 90 balls fewer from the previous three years when he was averaging 80-odd. Now, I'm just saying for England to be really successful and to win things, they didn't win the Ashes, they didn't win in New Zealand last year, but they're playing great cricket and it's great to watch. Now, that I'm saying to them, if you want to win in the next three weeks and be a part of history and be a part of a special group that no one wins in India, let's be honest, but this yeah. team can win, I think Joe's got to get back to the previous three years before Basball. Yes. And be that rock in them. And if he's striking at 61, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Which he was in those three years. So my mental arithmetic might be a little bit scratchy, but that sounds like he is scoring twice as fast, but lasting half as long, roughly. Yeah. Well, I think he's he's lasting a lot less than half. You know, he's getting yeah. dismissed every 42 balls compared to 132. And he was averaging 80-odd with a strike rate of 61, whereas at the minute he's averaging 34 with a strike rate of 81. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, he's scoring a bit quicker, but he's only averaging 34. Now, there's a lot of numbers there, Phil, but in in, in my kind of science and sense, if the England management aren't sitting down and realising that they need to get Joe back to pre basball three years and if they can get him back playing sensibly and just and by the way scoring quickly at 61 it's not yeah. he's not a snail if they no. can get him back being consistent against the spin England can get the big scores and I believe they can win but I think to win in the next four weeks Joe Stu, Joe, Joe, Joe Root has to uh, find some form it, it's yeah. tricky isn't it because obviously England are they want to be a team it's not about individuals uh, and obviously, there's a sort of excitement around the squad. So it sounds, it feels like Joe's get got caught up in that. And it's part of the sort of team ethic. But really, they want to separate him out and make him an individual within a team. Yeah, I, I, I think absolutely. I think uh, and, and fantastic stats, by the way, Mike. I mean, that's blown my mind. It's blown my mind. <laughs> 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 and I'm still just trying to take it all in at the moment. But I think what I can sort of surmise... a lot of numbers for this early in the morning. Oh, a lot of numbers. <laughs> so, Mike, I reckon I reckon he just needs to bat for a little bit longer, not place quite so many shots, and get back to the way he plays. Is is that what all those stats mean? But then also, see what comes. With what comes off the back of that, though, Mike, is time, isn't it? It's time. And time in India, 
you know, it wears people down. It creates partnerships with other people. And that's what sort of like sometimes those stats don't show. I mean, obviously, the, the obvious ones that he's getting out too much and too quickly and what have you. But then that the knock-on effect helps the all-round team. Instead of him just going out there and looking to smash it around and get these quick scores, back time, wear the opposition down and create partnerships with the other guys. They can do the smashing around. Joe Root, get back to being Joe. Phil, my, my summarisation of Joe Root, I think with Graham Gooch, he's England's greatest ever player of spin. And I think he's a classic car, you know, the vintage classic car. You just don't do too much with it. The rest of the players are like, no, no disrespect, they're like Ford Fiestas that have been pumped up, you know, that they've had a, a few alloys put on, you know, the dice down from the mirror, but big Bose system put in the car. Joe needs to stay as a classic car and just play and just purr, just purr like Joe Root can. And the rest of them, you know, fuel up, pipe in and just go for it. But he needs to be consistent and for just playing at that kind of steady rate. I think we will see a slightly different Joe Root in this test match. And I think that he's going to have the, he's going to have the pitch to do it. And as, as a spinner and someone who's bowling at someone, you don't want someone just to get a quick 30. You love that because you're getting a fresh bloke to bat at. The worst thing is partnerships, long knocks, wear you down. That's what you don't want. Don't give them a sniff. Uh, I'm delighted to say that we're joined today by England and Yorkshire all-rounder Dom Best. Dom, you're uh, you're just back from Zimbabwe, we understand. Uh, seems like you were in the rickets and the runs as well. Uh, did you have some fun down there? Yeah, mate. It was um, it was an amazing time. Um, I was actually with Stephen Kirby, uh, who was the head coach of my franchise. Um, so we had some good fun. Um, we're actually currently first on, we're on a bye week at the moment. So it's the last game of the summer now. Um, so we're hoping to sort of see out the results and hopefully win the Logan Cup. But it was an amazing time, mate. Yeah, really enjoyable. And did you get to see some of the country? We did. Um, I saw I saw quite a bit of it, actually, which was um, quite eye-opening. Um, some incredible, incredible places. Went down to lights of Bulawayo, uh, a place called Matari, just off uh, Mozambique, and then we yeah ended up in Vic Falls as well. So that was amazing. Yeah, you seem to be looking at your Instagram page. You seem to be having lots of fun. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, as tough as we'll probably have a couple of stories, I reckon. But um, we yeah we went off to Vic Falls, jumped off a gorge swing. Um, I'm not sure the medical team at Yorkshire will be too impressed with that, but I didn't tell them until after it was posted. <laughs> Good for the back, just to stretch you out a little bit. Gets all the cracks and bangs out, doesn't it? Was there any water coming over Vic Falls? Because we went up there by some little biplane. We sort of flew up to Vic Falls and, and, and it was the driest. They hadn't had any rain. Was there any water coming <laughs> There was. Vic? There was plenty, actually. Um, so what <laughs> I understand, it's full. It was, um, it's like the rainy season now. So it was pretty full, the um, thing. And, uh, myself and Eddie Byron from Glamorgan, we went up and um, we got in there really early and it was absolutely stunning. We pretty much had the place to ourselves because I think it's quite, at the moment now, it's um, all the tourists are gone. So, yeah, we had the place to ourselves in the morning, which was incredible. Hey, hey Bessie, um, uh, great to have you on the pod. Um, Harari, the sports guy, does he still have that pub? Yes, uh, yeah. it does. Now, what? In, in... <laughs> 
in the members bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah, what's that? What's that called? Tough as you'd have spent a bit of time in that boozer. Fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> I think it was just down at third man. Yeah, it's down at five leg with third man. So tough as I'm, for you, you would have a little look in there, no doubt. Um, it is certainly it's still there. It's it's going. It was the first time at sports clubs. So it was an absolutely incredible, um, incredible ground. Really, um, shame I didn't get to play there because the international, the Zimbabwe international men's and women's were playing there. So it was a no go for us. Um, the closest I did get, though, funny enough, the president, I, you know, the president's suites next to it. Um, and they've got the, they've each corner, they've got two soldiers on. And I was, yeah, with a big AK-47s. And I was driving our overseas to drop him off. And, um, yeah, well, let's say I'm not supposed to do the U-turn on the main street. And I had these soldiers pop up from about 40 yards away with guns up, um, pointing down the car. So, wasn't the most ideal situation that I've been in. First five minutes, I had a Pakistani overseas to my left. Didn't speak that much English, looking at me, and I was looking at him with these two lads in front of us uh, with AKs up. So that was that was another interesting story. <laughs> yeah, if we had to we had to leave Arari because if we if we had because there's that road that brings you into it, doesn't it? That's where all the soldiers are. And, and and if you if you don't if you're seen on that road sort of like yeah. after seven o'clock or something, you get you, you, get, know, you it. get pulled over and out <laughs> yeah. the AKs. And yeah, no, that I, I think that gets I can remember off. batting. <laughs> yeah, it does. I can remember batting on the like, on the third day, and I was in batting, and as I got out, it was like right at the end of play. I've come back into the dressing room. All the boys were in the bus. And they're all going, quick, 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 get on the bus. <laughs> I ran onto the bus in before lads and that. Otherwise, we would have got stopped and we, could, we wouldn't have been getting through the road. Phil, Phil, was that the tour when you murdered them? That was when we murdered them. That was when we murdered them, <laughs> we murdered them one <laughs> That was Bulawayo as well. I was fielding a, I was fielding a fine leg and uh, some bloke nipped over the fence and pulled my trousers down <laughs> during the test match. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I couldn't believe it I was standing there with just my jock strap on in the middle of a test match and he nipped back oh, over the fence oh, dear. we should probably briefly discuss the cricket Dom <laughs> yeah <laughs> looking at your figures it looks like you've been playing really well in the wickets but also scoring runs for fun yeah, it, well, like I said, it was a pretty flat one out there. So, um, no, it was good. It was a good opportunity, actually. Um, Curbs said to me, you can, um, we're going to chuck you up the order and bat three. And, yeah, and it's been probably the best thing since. Um, I think I averaged 49 um, and, and went pretty well. So, and like I said, I, I think as we've seen this um, this England team now and how they're going about it, I think, yeah, you've got to reinvent yourself. And I, I feel like I'm certainly doing that at the moment. Um, yeah, it, do you know what, mate? It's been great fun. And um, I've just had the best two months. Um, some amazing people over there. And it's it's just been real good fun. You, you mentioned it there, Dom, about, you know, uh, the way this England team are playing. Is that filtering down, obviously, now to all the guys? And are they looking at that and going, right, so has that changed all the mindset as well, what's been going on for the guys who are sort of bubbling under? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
It's been a really interesting one the past couple of years because I think you you see the way this team's going about it and it, it comes back to the enjoyment of cricket. And I, I've certainly been through the past couple of years, I've certainly sort of looked at um, my situations and and obviously at Yorkshire and things like that. And it comes back to enjoying the cricket. And um, that I think that's a non-negotiable now. I think teams are certainly, certainly in the county championship, teams are trying to play like that. Um, now, obviously, county championship wickets uh, probably aren't as good as test wickets. So there is their challenges there. Um, but even, mate, it's funny, even out in Zimbabwe, um, Curbs was obviously coach. We had Eddie Byram, who's obviously at Glamorgan, myself, a um, couple of lads, a uh, couple of Zimbabwe lads as well. And um, we played a team called the Tuskers and they they started calling us Basball because um, we were going at five and over. And I guess the emphasis of myself and Eddie out there, we know how we want to play our cricket now. And I guess when you want to get close to that England team, you've, you've got to do, like you said, you've got to do the things that they're wanting to do as well. So it's been a great learning curve. And mate, not going to lie, it's, it's also quite good fun. Yeah. And, and Tom, obviously you were on the tour to last time England were in India. Um, and it was soon after that tour that you said you were you you started sort of almost hated playing cricket and, and the pressure of the bubble. So from the outside looking in, what's your take on how Brendan and Ben have taken the pressure off the boys? Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've spoken to a couple of lads. Um, I've spoken to Zach. I'm still quite close with Zach. Um, obviously, I've spoken to Leachy a little bit um, and Popey and things like that. And and again, from the outside, it just looks like pressure's taking off and they're, they're enjoying it. And um, the one thing as well, they're not scared of losing. And I remember sort of, that was, I guess, my England career. I was always sort of had one eye over my shoulder looking, thinking, you're playing for your place, you're under pressure. It was never that, um, I guess, go out and express yourself and, and back yourself. Um, or it was, to that extent, you were always going to back yourself. But there was that... Um, you always had one eye being like, oh, if you don't go well here, you never know. Whereas I certainly think nowadays these boys have, whatever has been said um, by McCullum and Stokes, it obviously looks like it's working because it looks like they're going out there just playing. They know they're going to have their spot. They know they're going to have a chance and a run. And I think you're, you're seeing the massive benefits from this now. Yeah, totally. And have you had uh, conversations with the England setup? No. No, I'm, I haven't had some for a while. But again, like it comes back to myself um, and playing well for Yorkshire and impacting Yorkshire. And I guess for the past two years, we've seen um, sort of the struggles, I guess, Yorkshire have had with off-field. But also, um, it's, there's a bigger picture there. I think there's a rebuild that has to go on at Yorkshire. And um, I'm trying to just get stuck in with that and, and help out. Um, and then, obviously... Hopefully my form will come back and you never know. But um, for the time being, I've, I've just, like I said, got to concentrate on myself and I guess trying to reinvent myself a little bit, which, mate, I like take Zimbabwe. I went to Mosman and played grey cricket in Australia last year and it was just, again, it's experiences. I'm, like I said, I am only still 26, so I like to think I've got a bit more time, yeah. Uh, Bessie, can, can I take you back to the last tour of India when you, when you were on that tour and... Obviously, there was difficult times, COVID, all that kind of stuff happening. What are your recollections of, of your experiences when you were there? I, yeah, it's not a happy one, to be honest. I remember we played Sri Lanka, did really well, and then we went to India and won the first test. Um, but like you said, it was COVID. And I remember the, I remember I had five weeks in a, in a hotel room. Um, and I guess three of the weeks, I didn't get picked for the second thirds. 
um, test and we obviously won the first one. And I, I remember being sort of working, trying to work it out in my head in my hotel room where we didn't didn't go. And you you guys would know, obviously, playing India is one of the toughest places. And then you had COVID on top of that and you had an eight-week tour. Um, if I'm going to be honest, it wasn't the most enjoyable at all. And I, I actually really struggled after that. Um, but one thing I do remember is one of my proudest wins was the first one in Chennai. Uh, obviously, Ruti got a double. Um, you'll still see the clips now. Jimmy bowling the reverse swingers, um, taking, I think, Rahane and Shubman Gill's Hobbs out. Um, so it, there was that first test, which was incredible. But one thing I will say is it's, yeah, the toughest tour I've been on. Best, because just I mean, you, so you're playing that first test, you win, you, you do okay. So, what was the explanation for you saying, Oh, by the way, in the second test, which is on the same venue, you're not going to play? It was, um, yeah, it was, I'm gonna rest, and um, yeah, I to be honest, mate, it, it completely caught me off surprise. I remember, I think we were playing, we were playing a game, me, myself, Matt Parkinson, Crawley. Um, Loz, a couple of lads, and I remember going in thinking, oh, chat, and it sort of completely blindsided me. And I remember sort of, yeah, not, I it was it was bizarre, in my opinion, but I remember obviously Mo was there, and Mo hadn't played, and they I, they were talking about a rotation side, um, they said you'll sort of come back, but um, I only came back for the fourth test, which was three weeks later. My brains are gone by then. Um, and like you said, there was my last test match, and yeah, you overthink it and everything like that. And um, it was an interesting one, but again, part of the journey, I guess. Several spinners out there this time, uh, but a couple of the boys unable to play. Jack, uh, who, as you as you say, you played with at Somerset. How would uh, what would you how would you manage the side for the the coming game? Who would you play? Mate, I've really enjoyed watching um, Tom Hartley. I think he's been quality. Um, and again, it's obviously been quite a brave um, choice by the the team, but I think he's he's just sort of taken it in his stride. Um, I know he's obviously a quality white ball spinner, um, but he's, and, and, and I guess you can see the character in himself that he gets sort of whacked. And I, I guess it shows the character of the team and the way they're going about it, because he gets whacked sort of first innings and he's under the pump big time. And then to come back and bowl like he did, um, again, and toughers will know, like, you're always expected to bowl teams out in fourth innings and he would have been in the county championship where it probably doesn't really spin. It's probably been his first real experience of that sort of pressure and then doing it. And, yeah, I thought he did really well. I thought, obviously, Rayhan, I see more as an impact bowler. Um, again, he's, what, he's only 18 or something. And I, I actually think he's, my personal opinion on him, I think he's a really talented batter. Um, who's obviously obviously can spin the ball and I think his trajectory is quite low. I think he's always going to beat people. Certainly out in India, you never really know where it's bouncing. And then um, I, I played with Bash when I went on loan back to Somerset and he is an absolute, he's a great lad, first of all. Um, he's a massive lad. He's got massive fingers, which obviously helps. And he comes from quite a different angle, I guess. It, it doesn't really go up. It always goes down. Um yeah, so I, I think the combination is is again it's young, um, yeah. But I think you you throw in I guess the naivety with this um, Stokesy team and the way they're going. I it's obviously showing that it's worked at some point, and then I think it's just pulling the strings. So I I, I know I see Woody go back in. I quite like that, um, and then obviously you got Jimmy to 
to just go at what ones or whatever he what he does yeah. at forty three and just sort of hit people on the shins and yeah and sort of I guess take control of the main bowling attack. Messi, you've just said something about Shoaib Bashir that he goes down. Is that because of his height or is that the kind of modern way that spinners are now taught because of white ball cricket? I mean, if you go up in white ball cricket, you're pretty much fetching it from a street five five streets down the road, particularly at Taunton. Is that kind of the modern way of spinning down or is it just the way that... I, th- I think it comes back to his strengths and he's, he's quite tall. He's a tall lad. So I actually think he doesn't need to really go up. Um, and and we, you can speak to Jeets about this. Jeets and Patel, I remember he always used to bang on to me. Talk about say bowling over a washing line. It's it's got to be the last third is your if you're bowling that way. Your last third is the most important. I think as soon as it goes up now, boys are that good, but also boys bats they get half of it, and you you see it on T Twenty now. It gets half of it, it goes out the ground, and you're thinking like, how's that? So I think with Bash, it's it's a little bit of a combination, I reckon. Um, I think for me, I'm a slightly smaller guy. So I think there's still, you've still got to go, not up, but you've still got to have a trajectory where it's going to drop. And I think that comes back to revolutions on the ball. I think naturally he's actually quite lucky that he's probably a little bit taller, that he doesn't have to go up. Um, I, I, someone that I would um, sort of, he resembles is a little bit Matt Carter from Knott's. He's a massive lad as well. And he doesn't have to go up because he's so bloody tall. He, he just drops it on. He's a, got massive he can, wheels. I think he's size 14. Uh, he, he's a big lad. Yeah, he's he's a big lad. He's Yeah. And he's he's someone that's very similar. Like, And you look at him in white ball. He actually does pretty well in white ball because people probably can't get to him. Um, but I, I Bash is, again, naturally, um, I guess he's got, He's got massive fingers, which also helps so he can get revs on it. And he doesn't really have to worry about then going up. Um, but I think it's a combination, Vaughn. If he, if he has, Mike, if he has, and, and Dom as well, if he, if he then does go up, he almost then has to just bowl slowly. It's it, very, very difficult for him to actually then, as you say, toss the ball up with any kind of oomph in it. So, so you're right, Dom. He, he just has that nice little trajectory and that nice little drop in the last third. So then when, when you sometimes are that tall, it is very difficult to get a little bit of flight and guile, which hopefully isn't going out of the game because there is still room for it, I reckon. But, um, you know, when, when, you're that, when you're that tall, you've almost just got to go sort of like put it there to go up a little bit instead of actually get something on it. I'll ask you both as an ex, you know, ex spinner yourself, Phil, and obviously Don present. Um, the most important skill for a spinner is the captain. And no one ever reads into the fact that you can bowl your best ball. If you've not got a captain that knows you and knows how to set fields for you, you've got no chance of having success. And, and for me, watching Ben, he just seems to be probably the best captain I've seen in terms of managing spinners. He's just got that nuance and know-how of how to manage the person, but also knowing when to put the pressure on, when to give the... Particularly in the, the last kind of few games, he's realised that you can't just have all the fielders in all the time and, you know, you've got to give yourself a bit of protection. He's a wonderful captain against the spinner. Yeah, he, he, and he's learned, you're right, from that from that first test match. You've got to be able to learn, especially in India, you know, went off very attacking, didn't he? He'd probably look back and think to himself like that, but then put that into practice straight away. So he's not, he's not scared to then sort of go, might have got that wrong. Thinks about it, obviously, a lot as well. But I think that's where um, being an all-rounder 
helps for him because he can see it from both sides. He sees it from a bowler's angle, or, you know, a fielder's angle, a captain's angle, a batter's angle. So he's always working with the spin bowler. I must admit, early on in my career, I, I couldn't understand. It takes a lot of time for a spinner to get that. It really, really does. You know what I mean? The first five years, you're just looking. I was very lucky. I had Mike Gatting, John Embry on this side, who looked at the way batters play, looked at the way batters thought about playing, let's say, spinners and left-arm spinners. And it does an half help. And it gives you a lot of confidence to just go out there and bowl. And then as you sort of get on in your career, you then start going, well, hold on a minute. Thanks, Skip. But I've got my own sort of plans. So for those young spinners over in India, he's sort of taken that side, I think, of that sort of skill of the game from being a more mature, experienced spin bowler out of their equation. Just go up and bowl and almost leave the rest of me in a Denarf help. Yeah, and I, I agree I agree with that. I think also I think you look at Bash's first sorry, to go back to someone like Bash, you look at Bash's first wicket and you talk about his fight and goal. Because he's quite tall, he can drive it into middle stump and he gets Sharma caught a leg slip. And like you said, because Stokes will know the difference. It's like Lyon's very good at that. Lyon's a little bit different. He does go, he's, you talk about up and down, he's absolute epitome of that. But Bash again goes quite flat at him and get him caught there. And like you said, if you don't have your captains um, that are brave enough to have your catchers, and then again, I think you, you have that management, that, that doesn't happen. And you get him early on. My God, you get the captain of India early on in your test career. He'll be floating. He'll be on Red Bull like Stokesy all the time, and he'll be floating like like nothing else. But yeah, I, I completely agree with that, and I think I think that's the great combination. I, I, my personal experience when I first started in first class cricket, I had Chris Rogers. Now he was he was I I couldn't I couldn't have thought of a better captain because he was quite a niggly player, and we we're obviously playing down at Somerset again. He would just do my fields for me, and I, and I wouldn't have to worry about it. Um, and I think that is so important. And as you, as you obviously play more and you learn and come up against guys, then you sort of taking real responsibility. But I think you've got to have that help for sure. Is that something as a bowler you've had to work on as you've gone through your career is sort of developing the relationship with the captain? Because obviously it's a relationship. It's a two-way thing. Yeah, 100%. And I've had quite a few now. I think, obviously, um, I, I was very fortunate to have Steve Patterson um, at Yorkshire. Um, he used to, one of the greatest men ever. I, I've got so much time for Steve. And he, um, he was so good to me as well, because he always used to get me in the game really early. And sort of when I first went up to Yorkshire, again, quite a tough place. Well, it is a very tough place to bowl spin. Um, he made sure that, and he gave me the confidence. Um, so I've had him, and uh, like I said, at down. I think Ruti was always, I always, I always thought Ruti was good, but I think you also look at, um, a great example is Leachy. Tate Leachy. Um, he'll have his stats or whatever um, with Stokesy and without Stokesy. Um, but I think you can see the added confidence that Stokesy's probably given Leachy in terms of being, right, you're going to be the main man. Uh, he obviously came off a tough Ashes tour and then he went to West Indies. Um, and then since then, it's like I said, he's he's obviously had his injury struggles, but he's he's bowled beautifully. And you look at his stats, and he's going to be sort of up there now with the English spinners. And um, and I think there's a real um, sort of he's he's had to reinvent himself again a little bit like that side. And I think Leachy's yeah. sort of seen the real benefits. And and I think he was the start of it. Um, I, I for me personally as a spinner, I almost 
want to try and get back into that England team because I, I think, again, as well, I'd have a belief that it's, it's, it'd be an absolute dream. Bessie, just a minute, getting back into the England, is, is one of your goals this summer at Yorkshire to try and bat higher up to give yourself that? You've always been an all-rounder, but if you can bat in that top five, and get hundreds in first-class cricket, and obviously get your wickets as well. You're going to push yourself forward that e- that even bit quicker. Yeah, and and again, Borny, I think it comes back to as well. I want to re. I've I've spoken about reinventing myself um, with the ball as well, um, but for sure, I think it's batting. Because um, again, you you look at the likes. You go to India, and you need batting there. It doesn't matter. It's I, I feel like the days have gone a little bit with you have three bowlers or four bowlers. Like everyone's sort of got a bat. Um, and I, I agree. I, I think that is that is one of my goals. But like you said, I think it's hundreds, hundreds that count, big hundreds. Um, and that's where I want to go about it. And yeah, ultimately, that's what I want to do. And I guess then it's just it's that process of building that up. But like I said, you, my 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 main dream is still to play for England. That's uh, I, you also see all these white ball cricket, and you see the franchises, um, which, like I said, I think it's part and parcel now. I think you, you do really well in this England team because of the way they play it sort of filters. And if that's I do really well in white ball cricket, I think it filters back as well. It's got its currency now. But my dream is always to play Test cricket for England. It's always been a dream. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. We could carry on talking all day, but we've got uh, a segment I don't know if you've heard on the podcast before where Phil does some either or questions. Oh, yes. So you've okay. You've got to yes. give us one of the two answers. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> right. Here we go, Bessie. Right. 
Uh, you took six for 21 on your championship debut, including two big Warwickshire wickets in successive balls. Uh, which one did you enjoy more, more, Ian Bell or Jonathan Trott? <laughs> I think it would have to be Jonathan Trott, because at least it got the ball going, didn't it? <laughs> My first one, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Good stuff. Couple of good polls there, mate. Couple of good ones there. Um, you mentioned it earlier. Which was scarier, doing the gorge swing in Zimbabwe or batting at three, or doing or batting at three for the rocks? Oh, I'd have to say gorge swing, mate. Honestly, I feel like I'm in my second life. The three seconds that I had, I tell you what, Vaughn, if you ever get a go, I need to video. You need to video it. It is the three seconds. I thought I was gone. I was goners. Yeah, there's some language in that video on Instagram. Have your parents? Uh... Pulled you up for that? Mate, my mum. I sent it to my mum. I sent my dad the unfiltered one. And I sent the mum filtered one because I know she would have, she would not. And I I hope to, I hate to think my grandma's seen it because she would kill me. That is for sure. <laughs> As a spin bowler, uh, Taunton or Headingley? Taunton. Has to be. <laughs> I say Taunton. Has to be Taunton when it was spinning because if it is flat, my God, there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> and then the last one. Now um, we, we, we know you. We know you're a bit of a uh, sort of a a bit of a style guru with the barnet. <laughs> you like you like chopping and changing your barnet, don't you? Which one do you prefer, platinum blonde or your crew cut? A platinum. I've, <laughs> I've a platinum. I've had to. Oh. It was yeah. It was it was a bit rogue. Brilliant, Tom. Well, we'll let you get back to your holiday. You've been a superb guest. We love talking to you. Thank you so much. No, gents, any time. All the best. We're now joined by our man in India, the Telegraph's chief cricket correspondent, Nick Holt. You're at the ground, Nick. Uh, what's the, the the question we're always asking? What's the pitch look like? It's actually got a sprinkle of green grass, but not uh, necessarily for the seamers. I think it's just hold it together. It looks like a belting batting pitch, to be honest. Uh, very flat here, uh, traditionally, for test matches and Ranji Trophy games played here. So, England uh, expecting a, a lot of runs. They've picked two seamers, they've announced the team. So, uh, Mark Wood's uh, in for Shoaib Bashir. Uh, Ray Armadiz Ray has come through, so he can, he's been cleared to play. Um, which they only discovered first thing this morning. So, yeah, the pitch looks flat and lots of runs and a very green and lush outfield too. Okay, fantastic. Uh, and it's um, it'll be Stokes' 100th cap. Do we know you'll give him his ceremonial cap? Uh, we're hearing Paul Collingwood will do something. We'll give him his cap and uh, do a little speech in the huddle. Uh, I hope he's a bit more up for it than he was last night when he spoke to us. We asked him, how do you feel about playing 100th test? He said, it's just a number. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, not much. He's not a very sentimental man, so um, so I'm sure. I'm sure with Collie, he'll he'll feel a bit more a bit more special about it. And we may have another one in a couple of weeks' time because Johnny Johnny's on ninety eight, I think, after this game. So could be another one. Um, the whole team. Uh, how how are the boys looking after their rest and relaxation? Their week off, are they looking fit and raring to go and full of beans? I thought Stokes looked even fitter than he did before he left for the UAE. I don't know. Um, they, Is that they possible? Said, I know. He just, um, they uh, didn't do any training there. They didn't even take their cricket bags. Um, so uh, they had a, quite a long session yesterday. 
short session today, which is generally the way it is on the, the day before a test match. Um, and yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see if, uh, where momentum lies, if there is such a thing as that, because we've had both teams have had a break. India seems to be going through a lot of selection issues that could make four changes for this game. Seems that England are far more settled than, than India. Well, a couple of things there. I mean, on Stokesy, uh, looking fit, he's obviously been doing some bowling uh, in the lead-up to this. Uh, any sense of whether he might bowl in the match or is he just going to sort of take it as he goes? Yeah, he had a longer bowl yesterday. Uh, he said that he's around about 70%, but he's sticking to his um, plan of not bowling in this series. He said it's been very hard not to be tempted to bowl, but I think he's realising there's a bigger picture and no, he won't bowl in this match, definitely not. I mean, if he was going to bowl, Dharma Charlotte at the back end of the series, but I, I don't think he's going to do that more. Yeah. Uh, and then you mentioned the, the sort of uh, the India team and how they're having to uh, go through a few players. Do we know what their lineup is yet? Have they announced? What's the suspicion? No. Uh, Rohit Sharma rarely does press conferences, even before the start of the game, uh, which is supposed to be an ICC rig. But anyway, uh, they, uh, Ravi Jadeja uh, did the press today. This is his home ground. Um, uh, and uh, obviously he's had an injury and um, he was asking him to play tomorrow. He said, hopefully, otherwise I won't be here. So uh, he's going to come back. There is some talk he could play as a batsman rather than just as a, as, as, a, as a spinner as well because of this hamstring problem that he's got. Carol Hall's not playing. He's been ruled out. Um, there's talk that they'll drop Barrett, the keeper, um, after the two shots he played in Vizag. Um Siraj probably come back in uh, to partner Bumrah. And uh, we could have uh, Patidar, who played his first test in Vizag, and uh, Safas Khan making his debut in the middle order. So there's, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a, they, they don't strike me as a settled or happy team, really. And um, Bumrah, there were some rumours that Bumrah was going to be rested uh, for this game. Uh, but it sounds like uh, he's playing. And um, the talk is that he's not too happy about that. So perhaps we'll take it out on England. <laughs> is there a feeling among sort of like the Indian press and, and, and what have you that um, they are a team that could be there for the taking a little bit? And is that sort of adding more pressure? Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, definitely. I think, they were, I think there's a recognition they were just a team in transition. Um, and young batsmen are trying to establish themselves in the team. Uh and they play a lot of cricket. You know, they, 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 they play South Africa just before this series at the World Cup. They look tired, to be honest. Um, and yeah, I think there is a feeling that they, they could be there for the taking. Um, Indian cricket, a lot of the focus is on milestones. So there's a lot of excitement about uh, Ashwin potentially taking his 500th wicket in this test. Um, so most of the questions so far really were sort of surrounding surrounding that aspect. Um, but yeah, they, they're definitely, they've had so many injury problems, they've made so many changes that I think the feeling is that, that this could be when they lose their, or potentially could lose their winning streak. And also there's been some talk in the press actually about the pitches because they're used to having absolute raging turners and for this series they've been slow turners and that, again, I think is being seen as a good thing for in the longer term that it's going to help their batsmen who, you look at their records in recent years, they've not been that good and they've struggled on these pitches as much as the overseas teams have, but the difference is they've had better spinners to win the games for them. Thanks, Nick. We'll, uh, we'll check in with you after the third test next week. Thank you. We mentioned it just there, but uh, Ben Stokes will be playing his 100th test um, in, this, in this game. Um, 
about 16 players have reached that landmark. So it's it's not like a, a, a huge landmark, but he's been a huge character for England cricket, hasn't he, Mike? Oh, I mean, it, I think it is a huge landmark to play 100 test matches for your country in test match cricket, uh, particularly in this era because there's so many other um, kind of options that you could go down and particularly someone like Ben Stokes could easily have chosen the franchise leagues two or three years ago. But um, I, I think I could make a very good case that Ben Stokes is England's greatest cricketer. I honestly yeah. think he's that good in terms of what he's delivered. You look at what he's done with the bat in hand, you look at winning the World Cup in 19, winning the T20 World Cup uh, in Australia. So he's won two World Cups with the England side uh, and he's now captaining in a way that, let's be honest, it's never been done before in Test Match Cricket, the way that he's captaining um, and the way that he's got this team of players um, right behind him. And you look at the side in India, what happens in the next three or four weeks, and I do think this is England's really good opportunity of winning uh, in India, He's galvanised a young set of bowlers, young spinners with no experience in the hardest place you would say to go on bowl spin against Indian players that are so good at playing spin. And so far in the two test matches, he's uh, he's been a a revelation as a captain. And, and in 20 test matches as captain, um, if you add into the captaincy, the batting, the all-round, perhaps his fielding, his character, everything that he brings... And I'm sure there'll be many other players that you could argue is England's greatest cricketer. Ian Botham, obviously, is is the one that springs to mind. But I think I could put a really good debate and uh, argument for Ben Stokes being England's greatest cricketer. It's interesting, isn't it? Because cricket is obviously such such a game of statistics. And his statistics... Are good, but they're not sort of standout. But he's 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 about the moments, isn't it? Delivering in those clutch yeah. moments, and then as you say, as a captaincy, the man management, which you don't sort of get statistics for. Um, but that's what he's about. Yeah, a uh, hundred test matches is a lot of test matches for <laughs> anyone to play. It shows you, it shows that you're in the elite of um, of England Test cricket, as you said, that there's, I don't know, 13 or 14 who have done it. You've got to be pretty damn tasty to play 100 Test matches. Uh, stamina, as you say, um, desire. And it for me, his desire is, is going more and more and more and up and up and up. I think England, we, we, we keep going on about they haven't won anything yet. I think that if England win in India, I think that, the world's their oyster for quite some time. I think that they're going to go on some sort of run that they can go here, they can go there. And the confidence that that will bring, if they can just get over the line against India, is going to be phenomenal. I think they're going to turn into some side that, A, everyone likes to watch, but, B, everyone is really fearful of playing. And that doesn't half go a long way to when you when you go away, when you have home series as well. You know, if they don't, they're still on that sort of like upward journey and on that path. But I think mm. if they can get over the line against India, you know, it's, it's going to be something to be reckoned with this England side and they're going to go on some sort of like world-beating run, I reckon. Mm. I'm with you. Right, that's all for today. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Phil. And massive thanks to Don Bess and Nick Holt for joining us too. The three of us are back next week with all the reactions to the third test. There's also plenty of great coverage over on the Telegraph website for you in the meantime. And if you've missed any previous episodes, they're all available on the Vaughan and Tuffers Cricket Club feed. And just quickly before I go, make sure to check out the Telegraph Cricket newsletter. Keeps you up to date with all the latest cricket stories, as well as featuring top interviews. Sign up to receive the newsletter in your inbox 
every Wednesday at telegraph.co.uk forward slash cricket hyphen nerd. Until next week, goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.